Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host, David Almeida, and I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and this is the podcast where I sit down with an artist friend. We watch an episode of the beloved 1980s sitcom, The Facts of Life, and then I hit record, we discuss the show, and pretty much anything else that comes to mind. My guest this week is Matthew Arder, but you already knew that, didn't you? Because hopefully you enjoyed last week's show, The New Girl Part 1, and as promised, Matthew and I continue our in-depth analysis of Part 2 of the Season 2 premiere, which in many ways is like a second pilot, and more importantly, a good pilot for a good show, which we're now going to enjoy infinitely more than the last season. Matthew continues to keep track of the alleged gay jokes and lesbian references. I hope you continue to enjoy those. The original air date for The New Girl Part 2 was November 26th, 1980. That's the day before Thanksgiving, actually. And wow, did they give us something to be thankful for. So let's get right to it. This is me with Matthew Arder. And now, that's how the episode starts. Oh, and now it does. We are we're doing season two, episode two, which is the second half of the season premiere. This is the new girl, part two, and the way I have the episode, it clearly had a previously on the facts of life, right, and synopsized part one, and then I would love to see. I let me see. I have to see if I can find it. If I can, I'll it's post not it on, on the website. YouTube. I'll post it on the website. It might be on the Daily Motion. Mm. But it was just weird how we watched the full regular theme, our new theme song, for Facts of Life. And now, yeah. as it fades in on jail, yeah. the girls are in a jail cell or a holding room. And uh, Joe says, It's no big deal. And to remind people who may be just joining us, if, yeah. you, if you're listening to this episode and you didn't listen to part one. Weird. Yeah. First of all, um, weirdo. Stop right now and go back and listen to part one. Yeah, the fuck is the matter with you? Jesus. But we, when last we left, we'll have to, I guess we'll have to do our own in the previous uh-huh. episode of The Facts of Life. Oh, God. Sit back, kids. That yeah. first episode let's... took 45 minutes to talk through. So <laughs> let's re-synopsize the, it. The, the 45 minutes was to talk through the first act of it. <laughs> Girls get arrested at a bar. Go. Go. There. That's all we need to know. After they meet a lesbian. <clears throat> That's Let, my synopsis yeah. Lesbian, this bar, jail. Three words. Synopsized. Yeah. Um, so Natalie and Tootie are like... My parents are going to kill me. They're just, they're funny jokes. My, Natalie said, my mom's going to need a quadruple bypass. My mm-hmm. mom's going to, and Tootie's all, I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. No, she's not. And they're saying stuff. Right. Yeah. Then this tough chick comes in. Mm-hmm. This, she's been arrested too. Yes. Because she's in jail. Yeah. And she comes in and she tough chicks her way around the room. Yeah. The girls try to interact with her. In the typical, that's a sitcom trope. Is the you and somehow she looks thirty five? Yeah, <laughs> and she's probably nineteen. 19. Yeah, <laughs> but that's such a sitcom trope. Is the oh through a series of wacky events, I'm in a jail cell and whoa, there's a real criminal. <laughs> what do I do? How do I act? And that's such a common thing. And 
And it is almost a criminal, the level of, um, what's his name? Um, Prison Mike. It's almost like on The Office. Oh, okay. You've Prison ever watched Mike. The Office? I did, but it remind me about Prison Mike. There's a character that Michael plays uh, in one of his office meetings where he's, I'm Prison Mike! I was oh. arrested for stealing! <laughs> and it's it's that. It's the that full Hollywood street. Prison Mike. Street smarts type of a character. Yeah. Um, she tries to intimidate Blair. Joe defends her. She steals Blair's watch. Joe jumps in and threatens the girl successfully to give Blair her watch back. By telling her she's going to straighten up, she's going to sweep up her teeth off the ground. And, and this big, tough criminal, hardened criminal. Yeah. Who, backs again, down. Doesn't want to sweep her. Doesn't want to sweep her. She thinks about it for a second. She's yeah. like, well, I don't want to sweep my teeth up off the ground. Yeah, that would that would be that would suck. That would Not be for painful. A watch. And I I don't know where the broom is. <laughs> uh, and you know this girl, she's she's fourteen. She's gonna kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a tough cookie. <laughs> um, Mrs. Garrett shows up, and Charlotte Ray. Well, and as they say in the police world, you're sprung. Thank you, Mrs. Garrett. For gay the... joke number one of this episode. You're sprung? Is sprung a gay thing? What? No, it's, well, it's more of a sex thing, really. Is, is, what is song I sprung? I get sprung. Gonna get up from Baby Got That. Oh, is that, is that a thing? I don't know. I don't listen to hip hop. Uh, not even 80s <laughs> hip hop. Um, oh, so sprung is a, is a term for sex. No, it's a term for getting a boner. Oh, okay. That may okay. I, I literally don't know this. I'm I'm extremely. You know, I'm trying to white. think of how it gets into it and baby got back. You know that song. I I've heard I it. Like I don't know the lyrics to it. I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. That's when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. I did not know that those were the words. I, if I if I'm I don't... very young and hip, <laughs> you are talking about you. You are so hip to the jive. You're a, you're a hep cat there, Matthew. I speak jive. <laughs> well, what it is, um, so blood don't get no help. Got me some slack, blood. You ain't got no shit for brains anyhow. Uh, Mr. Harris is referred to. Mm-hmm. Oh, as they're getting them out of the the jail cell. Mrs. Garrett says, thank goodness, Mr. Harris, our headmaster, plays golf with a judge. Yeah. Now, I wonder if this is the same judge that got Natalie's mother's information from the sealed records of the adoption in episode 10. Oh. In, that was in, no, he was in Manhattan. I guess we assume this is a peak skilled judge. <laughs> I'm just trying to do a, I'm just trying to do a callback. Yeah. Because we we seem to have this writing device of when you need something done, just say somebody knows a judge yeah. and things magic. It's like you know, I really I really want to get those tickets to Hamilton. Well, you know what? It just so happens that my mother is fucking this judge. Right. I'm going to call him and he'll be able to get you those Hamilton tickets. It's like And that was the writing that was the writing tool they used. They like they somebody at the writing table was like well, we got to explain how they get out. 
why wouldn't they just tack it on like Mrs. Garrett paid the bail or something? Paid bail. Mrs. And now Garrett they've got to work off that added yeah. on to their debt, you know? Well, if we mention this headmaster, Mr. Harris, mm-hmm. that will confirm that Mr. Bradley is gone. Right. And I think that will bring joy to many, many, many yeah. people. Lots so, of people. I'm. It's like, okay, whatever. We this don't is want to about, anybody out of work. but <laughs> This is all about me. He still worked after that, as did Miss Mahoney. Um <laughs> So then we come out sort of into the police station, station part of the police station, not the cell. And this is where Mrs. Garrett lays it out. You are all on probation. Yeah. As far as the police for six months, because it was your first offense. And what a, I mean, really a life changing speech, not only for the girls, but like, I mean, that was what our facts of life was for the next three seasons. It, we set up. It's a, <clears throat> just a great like yeah. setup for, like you said, this is how the this is this, this is our show, girls. This is our show now. You <laughs> are, you ah! are, exactly. We girls. We are the cast. By the way, <laughs> if if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for uh, Cindy and her catcher's mitt, ain't no, coming back. No, Sue Ann's dead. I think. <laughs> She comes, Sue Ann comes back Does in that, that reunion episode. Yes. Um, so here's. Oh, a... P.S. You know, speaking of shit, the <laughs> other, um, not that we were, but that, I don't know why that made me think. You said she comes back and it made me think there's an episode where Eve Plum comes, is in season two um, or season yeah. three. Um, but this was the season that the Brady Brides premiered on NBC. Oh, ah! God. Ah, what a steaming pile of shit, NBC. Oh. They're like, what can we do? No, Our biggest you... hit was ever the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And they were on ABC. Anyway. And, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So they're, they um, give the lay down. This is our show. Girls, this is our show. You're on probation. You're on probation and you're all expelled. <laughs> Good night, folks. Roll the credits. Um... But she was able to uh, make an appeal. Or Where's... Blair says, can there be some sort of an appeal? And this is, Garrett says, I've already done this. And um, in case you didn't notice, earlier on they say, Blair's like, I got to get out of the jail cell. And Tootie's like, we've been here 45 minutes. Yeah. So Mrs. Garrett got a lot of shit done in 45 minutes. Yes, yeah, she did. To pull together an entire sitcom. Chief negotiator. <laughs> Add it to her list <laughs> of careers. Um. So she says, first of all, I am responsible for you. Okay, I, I made an appeal, and they have agreed to, and I've talked to your parents yeah. and the headmaster, and these are the rules. I am now responsible for you. You are under, you bitches belong to me. Yeah. Number two. Like a lesbian prison scene from a movie in the 70s. Like, yes. She might as well have had a broomstick in her hand while she said <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Secondly, you have to live in the cafeteria and over the cafeteria with me so I can keep my eye on you. But That's... don't worry, we have games, we have probe. We have a downstairs. cigarette machine. We've <laughs> Thirdly, um because the van got smashed up, you need to pay for its replacement. Sure. Therefore, you will have to work it off by working in the cafeteria. Blair jumps in with like, <laughs> you see, um I could just write a check. Yeah. And she says, nope, I spoke to your mother. And apparently Blair's mother is on board with this plan Mm -hmm. and says, yeah, let her do this. So it's great. 
Uh, and at this point, is it Blair's original mother or is it the mother that would become her mother for the rest of the series? The one who got pregnant in season nine or whatever. Uh, I th- original Blair's mother is gone. Okay. Like we never see her again. So we're going to assume it's the Marge, Marge, whatever her name is. The soap star Marge. Oh, great. Yeah. Who has a baby at 57? <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that later. That, we'll get um, to that in about eight years. <laughs> so uh, Joe, of course box at this and oh, so joe says like you said she doesn't say it's like a lesbian prison but she's like ah so we're still prisoners we just have a different cell yeah or something like that and she's like hey uh well she, while mrs garrett goes and sits on the desk of some police officer mm. mrs garrett lifts her little midget butt up on somebody's desk can you imagine when she Oh, you mean you see her start to lift up like she's gonna have a seat on the desk? Oh, when she's having this conversation, it's like, yeah, get it off is my weird. desk. This ain't your house. It 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 is weird that it's that they it's like, it. are there any policemen at this police? Station? They're walking around the back, a couple of them, but no. Oh, no. there were, were there extras? I didn't. Yeah, notice. um, <laughs> I wanted to see what they were up to. Yeah. Anyway, this is the plan. Joe doesn't like it, and it's no. like you don't like the plan. You're free to leave. You don't have to go to school here. So, um. Joe kind of, I forget why she's on the fence. Joe ends up being like, yeah, well, for now, okay, fine. Oh, she needs to leave, but her bike, yeah, her, her, her bike motorcycle is, it's broken. is broken. So she doesn't have a way to leave. So she's feels like she's kind of stuck there. Then we come into the cafeteria where we meet the cook, Howard. How quickly we meet and then never see Howard again on Why the show. Why don't we see him again? I feel like maybe... We might. I don't know. But, but just the is... fact that he's sitting there in like a full like cordon bleu chef costume <laughs> at and a fucking high school cafeteria. After hours on a Friday night. Just hanging out. After dark. Suit. Well, he's, I think he's doing the board. Mrs. We saw Mrs. Garrett do this in a later episode. Yeah. I think it's the white board, the, those black, the black boards with the ridges in them and those yeah. white letters that slide in the ridges to put up yeah. the menu. We used um, to fuck with them when I worked at Dairy Queen when I was a kid. Yeah, like the we specials or the them. flavors. Yeah. The peanut buster parfart was a big <laughs> was a big favorite of mine. <laughs> the dilly the dilly bar became the titty bar. <laughs> This I don't know why that tickles me. So. Leave it out there. See if I notice. <laughs> you could get instead of an <laughs> almond joy blizzard, you get an owl's mounds. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, we're getting punchy. We get aerial cockies. <laughs> oh my god, we did horrible things. <laughs> Was... I got in trouble one time because the big light-up marquee out front, I was the only boy working at Dairy Queen. I was my job to change the thing. And corporate would send, like, this is what you're putting up on your marquee for this week. <laughs> and one time it was beat the heat with a blizzard. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, no, I can that see that sign it. said beat the meat for about three days before the owners were like, how long has that said beat the meat? <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? Like 15. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. Oh uh, my God. I still remember the owner yelling at me like, we pay you, I remember holding up her hand, we pay you $5 an hour. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. How dare you? Right, how dare you? Uh, oh my god. Oh. Okay. Our fart. That's <laughs> always good though, because we had a sale on those every fucking year. Oh my god. We would go into the Queen's Choice, which was the hard ice cream that Dairy Queen tried to get, like up on Baskin Robbins and then like yeah, six yeah. flavors. And my friend Emma would mold the chocolate ice cream. To it looked like a huge pile of shit, like with wrinkles in it and stuff. Oh, and like it was oh. really good. Anyway, wow. sorry, you darn kids. We had nothing better to do as Fort Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, where were we? Okay, sorry. the whiteboards, the, the black boards with the white letters. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think he's that's fixing that. Probably putting, you know. Um, Tea, but New York strip steak or whatever, because we learned <laughs> that they have lobster. Yeah, in the uh, lobster thermidor. So, um, yeah, Swedish meatballs, yeah. tartare, <laughs> pressed duck a l'orange. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so, the, Mrs. Garrett comes in with the girls, and he's like, "Nope, sorry, no snacking, sorry." Uh, it's too but late. Not even in a charming way, no. like, or not even like a mean. It's just so benign. And this um, guy worked because I looked him up. He was like one of those big. He was um, he was in Mi- Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh well, I know he's a seasoned performer. But anyway, um, so uh, Howard the cook is like, nope, no food. And Miss Gary's like, no, 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 we're not here for food. These are all the the new workers. These mm-hmm. are the people that are going to be your. This is your busboy. This is your prep cook. This is your dishwasher. And as she's going through all of them. And and it's nighttime, okay. They went to the bar at night after dark. Yeah, it is. It is the fall. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it does get dark early. Yeah, but, but be that as it may, they've been to jail. They've been in the jail cell forty five minutes. They had to get to and from there. It is so late after hours. And as but Howard, he's still at work. So what? What time you suppose it is? I, I'm. I feel like it's like nine or nine thirty. Okay, if not later. Okay. What did you think? No, like, yeah. I would have given it like 10 o'clock or so. Oh, even later. Yeah, okay. Maybe. I'll I'll go with you there. So like you say, why is Howard dressed in cordon bleu to, to not be cooking? He's yeah. not cooking anything. And he says the kitchen's closed. It's like, so why the fuck are you in, in your costume <laughs> for all intents and purposes? And then just as soon as they uh, have laid this out for him, he's like, okay, uh, this super crazy hot young guy walks in oh my god saying hey uh i know he does say i know it's late props to the writers saying we we know this is preposterous i know it's late but i saw that you had an ad for a bus boy yes we do and And, and natalie natalie you're hired the 14 year old gay boy in a saw in a saw was like like, you're hired over him. he's wearing like a members only jacket over a painted on t-shirt yes. and you can it's not difficult yeah. it's like a who does he look like he was like a what like probably, a young like a young uh like almost like a sylvester stallone type though but like you know? eric estrada like a, he had Whoa, like a young yes. yeah Good like time. a young eric estrada meets scott bayo oh go on kind of <laughs> stop uh, it no um yeah so no super crazy hot you want me to put my pants back on stop matthew i'm sorry the rules are rules yep and natalie's like you're hired (laughs) at which point mrs garrett is like no 
the positions have been filled. Sorry. Yeah. You need to go. All those positions are filled. We don't need no boys in here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, and so are you. Um, At which point she leaves and beautifully deadpan. Mindy Cohn turns, glares back and says, we are really being punished for our sins. (laughs) And God bless you, Mindy. Awesome. And on that laugh, her face starts to contort. Yeah. We start to see, oh, she wants to laugh. She's fighting it. She's fighting it. And they cut. A very hard edit. Because she's halfway across the room by the time in the next shot. She's yeah. already like taken her. The next room, it's like, clip. oh, she's standing right yeah. there. Um, yeah. They had to do a little editing around that. But, <laughs> oh, it was great. She delivered the line. It was just the aftermath of how well it landed. But, Mindy, we are so on your side. Like, she's surprised by it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so, that's great and i'm not really sure how that scene ends and it doesn't matter because we have to move on to the next piece of continuing the travelogue of this new show that we are building before your very eyes we now need to acquaint ourselves what'd you say on the next stop on the tour of the set exactly we are now introduced to the bedroom Mm. that the girls bedroom where they're going to be staying but it's right now a storage room full of shit. Come on, but but not even a store. It's and I wrote down who has a room like that with a bike and <clears throat> and overturned. It's it looks like a garage. Yeah, and like newspapers all over. It's like Mrs. Garrett, what are you hiding? <laughs> are you a hoarder? Are you? And is this your stuff? Because you didn't live it's here like, last year. You've only a... lived here for a hot minute. But like, I was just trying to see like what was in the back, like what the set decorator was like. Well, what would be in here? And there's like a mop bucket. Yeah. And but again, a mop bucket upstairs. Like, how did? Yeah. It, yeah why would it? Somebody be carried a there? mop bucket upstairs. You would keep that in the kitchen. Anyway, the, by the cafeteria where you might be mopping a floor. I swear to God, you know what I wish was in there sombreros that would have been awesome to be like oh good maybe somebody she brought him from her own place (laughs) and she's like oh advantage oh miss blair does um mrs garrett you've got it oh they're all like mrs garrett this is funny this is a joke you got to be kidding we can't stay here this is a (laughs) shithole and blair even says i can't stay here mrs garrett i don't have the same advantages as these other girls of being poor (laughs) beautiful Blair line and Tootie says um, I demand to be bussed to a better room yeah black girl joke yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so Mrs. Garrett says there's the door and then she even says Mrs. Garrett has a little bit of a breakdown and says girls I went out on a limb and at this point you need to start taking care of yourselves because I'm not taking care. I'm not going to take care of you anymore. Yeah, you're not getting any help from me. Not, there is. I'm not. You're not getting any help from me. And then she gets her composure and says, good night, girl. Yeah. <clears throat> so keep in mind, keeping with the theme of you saying, mentioning how late it was. Yeah. She is now leaving these girls in a room with no bed. In it. I didn't she see says, any mattress. you're going to have to use your sleeping bags. No sleeping bags in the room. Yeah. But here's the, we're putting you in your sleeping bags in a room where there could be a possum living in, <laughs> in under those. There's probably a couple dead cats under that it's, pile of newspaper over there. It's Grey Gardens. Here's, it's the fucking. Here's this awful room. Like, they're not going to let them stay in their room one more I, night. Exactly. Like, it's so it's like, like 11 a.m. Start cleaning, bitches. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll find you in the morning. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> and uh, you're, you're so right. And then they start into another fight. And then the last image before we go to commercial is Mrs. Garrett outside the door listening to them fight. Yeah. And she just sighs, looks heavenward and says, God bless our home. And a quick edit, which I thought they could have they could have really turned into another Edna Garrett. Another 15 awkward, second long edit. But it was a quick edit. Like they, they got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because they didn't they weren't padding for time. That's the, the thing is they had to pad for time. Well, they had a lot of shit to get through in this, this fucking two parter. Boom boom boom. They move it along. We're we're on the plot train and I we're on board. Um so now we come back from commercial. And this is kind of interesting to watch. I think this is more artistic than they planned it. The last image is Mrs. Garrett in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Fades out, goes to commercial. We have no commercials in the versions we watch. When it comes back from commercial, it's the same hallway, same angle. And the girls are now coming back from a, a shift, apparently, in the cafeteria. And they go into the bedroom, and the bedroom is now Complete. cleaned up. So we're now into this in a, a couple of days worth we've we've flashed forward the room is now put together it has the beds it is the way mm-hmm. we will now know it for the next three seasons yeah. and that was kind of interesting it was i was like that was almost a little artistic and i don't think it was intentional it was right. just why not just start in the bedroom and have them open the yeah, door you're right and why didn't they the yeah tired so maybe yeah. it was the maybe it was artistical plot. Maybe it was. Yeah. Um, but the, the dramatical most... work is so much deeper than their <laughs> comedy. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the important thing that we also are now finally introduced to is the girls are in their, their uniforms. uniforms. Yeah. Before we were in first day back. Did at we school. see them in their uniforms at, in the first season? Yeah. Was it that uniform, periodically, though? occasionally. Sometimes it was their gym clothes, which were the tight t-shirts and the gym shorts, yeah, the, the yellow and um, navy, yellow and navy. Yeah. And occasionally we did see the burgundy and the okay. and the royal blue, but only sporadically. Most of the times they were in, you know, because cl- that was their home. Yeah, they lived there. Okay. So most of the time they were in the 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 clit huggers and the titty tops and. And we missed, I have Michael Jackson written down. When did Tootie make a reference to getting eight hours of sleep? But if she's thinking about Michael Jackson, she needs nine hours. That is coming up. You coming have, up? You have skipped ahead. later. Because I have it way up here under the under the bar stuff. Anyway. Well, what what, what is happening? What ha- happens what is the girls have come into the bedroom and they are all, I think they even still have an apron on here they're and there. They're very tired. But they're like, oh, they have just done a shift. They're like, and all they're complaining about is how tired they are, how overworked they are, how they're clearly, they are working yeah. off this debt. It is not a cakewalk. Yeah. And they're saying how, you know, I fell asleep. Blair talks about everything hurts, including my face. They're like, why your face? She's like, I fell asleep in math class and my face hit the desk. Yeah. <laughs> And then Tootie, isn't that where Tootie says something about, I need... No, she says, I fell asleep in gym and they used me as first base. <laughs> <laughs> Another lesbian joke. Softball. Well, Come on. Softball, first base. first base. What? Yeah. How many... <laughs> we didn't keep track. We should have kept tally. That was lesbian joke number 17. <laughs> Just, I've skipped a couple that were... You, you did, okay. Obvious um, for the listener and the watcher. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so we're ta I don't remember where the Michael Jackson reference is. And I, if I do think of it, I'll tell, but it is there. I, I don't yeah. remember where so they're talking found. about anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. But um, that was gay yeah. reference number 14. 14, yeah. Um, so now in this scene, as they're all kind of uh, relaxing at the end of the day, resting, um, Joe is like, I am done. I'm out of here. Again. Again. And they're like... At this point, if I were there, I'd be like, go! Go. go. <laughs> no, it's stay. Save our fucking show. Right. We need you. If there was ever an argument for Joe to stay, it's like, no, we don't want those other four terrible girls to come back. Yes, but I'm saying that if I were there and I am known for making every wrong decision in life. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that would have been the end of my TV show. Because yeah. I would have been like, get been. out. Yeah, go. Quit your bitching. Um, they're, they're like, Joe, your bike isn't fixed. How in the world are you going to go? And she holds out her thumb. Yep. And Lesbian says, this, reference number 10. This number 19 she says this this will get me anywhere i want to go yeah it will yeah it will <laughs> yeah and it'll get you where you want to go too blair yeah have a seat yeah. on this thumb mm -hmm. so then joe goes into talking about when she gets away and getting back to seeing her boyfriend this we talked about this right la we talked about this <clears throat> last week remember last week matthew when mm -hmm. we were talking about this mm -hmm. in the last episode yeah. of this podcast a yeah. week ago mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so now she talks about this boyfriend and she's like um we've been to and she has a picture of him we don't see but the picture but we never see the picture we don't see the picture but they say how long have you been with this guy and she says, three and a half weeks. But I love how the director was doing this. And he's like, no, don't show the picture because we haven't cast the... Then we'll have to cast that act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't have the parole cast. So don't show a picture. Then and, we're and stuck in that. And she doesn't say the name of him. No. And it... I don't think it's Eddie. I don't think they had so, planned well, you're that gonna have to, um You're going to have to remember on the episode where he comes to... get you know, how they... Talk about their relationship, like how long they've been together. Exactly. And stuff. And but it, uh, he's in the Navy. How is he a bad influence? He's in the armed force. It's like, how can he, how is he capable of being a bad influence? He, he's away. He's right, stationed he away. He a little sailor suit in that episode, didn't yeah. he? The <sighs> wonderful Clark Brandon. That is actually gay reference number 76. <laughs> so I've got yeah. it marked in my book. Yeah. Yeah, if this if this podcast were a pinball machine of gay, it would say <laughs> tilt yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. um, Full tilt. <laughs> mm. So then, um, she Joe also talks about her mom. I forget what it is. Her mom working all the time, and and this is when Mrs. Garrett comes in and gay reference number twenty two. Blair says it's so hard sleeping next to Mr. Goodwrench. Oh, Is that that's it? right. Yeah, there's a lesbian thing. Um, but but before that, Blair says, "You know what, Joe? You're not as tough as you let on. Mm. I think you're actually a little sensitive." And wait, no, that's isn't that later? Because... No, that's in the same scene. Because Natalie and Tootie are still there. Yeah, oh. and then Joe quickly. Uh, lashes out back at her. Joe does not like, <clears throat> and it's not Joe saying, don't call me that, don't do that. She says, you're actually sweet and sensitive. And she says, well, you need to get your shit out of my side of the room. And it's yeah. got this. And next time I find your shoes, I'm nailing them together. So Joe. Yeah. After I, after I smell them. <laughs> 
lesbian reference number 25. <laughs> and, um, you know, Joe's the type that's got a foot fetish. He, oh, dirty stop. Pig. Stop Shit. it. Dirty pig, Joe. Um, so yeah, then how do we end? At what point do we meet the little like... girl in the, in, but then we go to the cafeteria. Okay. I don't, does Mrs. Garrett come into this scene? I don't think she did. I don't does. think she did. Yeah. That's later that she references. Yeah. Um, so now we go to the cafeteria and in comes this new, uh, What's what's an elegant term for cunt? Um, gash. <laughs> oh wait, are we using it as an adjective? For, we're we're using we to describe a, Margot, who is a so horrible human being. Then, um, cunty. Uh, okay, that's that's okay. Um, anyway, we are introduced to um, this horrible. Yeah. Horrible girl whom we have never met before, never seen. No. And it's like, where the fuck did you come from? Now, real quick about that, because I always think about it like from a casting standpoint. Like, because this girl who is we've never seen before um, is with Molly from last season. Yeah. So think about that for a second. (laughs) They were like. Nancy, Sue Ann, and Cindy were so terrible, we're not even going to ask them back for a cameo. Yeah. But we're going to find the worst actress, <laughs> Molly Ringwald. And the least defined, the, the most <clears throat> ill-defined character. Yeah. The most bland. And her line readings are terrible. Yeah. She's fucking awful. But <laughs> they wouldn't even ask the other girls back for this cameo. Just to I walk guess, in and be standing there. Or, yeah. or, ju- or just to kind of you know, really make it apparent like you used to live in the dorm with us and now, yeah. you know, but I get why they had to kind of create this character to really, really be mean. Yeah. Because the other girls wouldn't have been mean. Yeah. You almost them. wish it was, it was Tumpy or Helen Hunt, but they got, <laughs> somebody, but they got, they got expelled because of the dope. And from, the angel dust. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, but angel what? dust. Oh. Um, no, that was a, di- that's, that's season seven. Which that's one later. did Helen Hunt do angel dust and jump out of a window? <laughs> that's an after school special. Oh. Okay. Oh, that was a facts of life episode. But like what kills me is like, or did they ask the other girls? And the other girls like, you just fucking fired us yeah. and suck our titties. But Molly Ringwald was like, I'll do I, it. I'll need the work. I don't have a job I'm lined too old up. to be an Annie now. Or her mom was like, bitch, take that gig. Yeah. One more paycheck. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, they do come, but we, in a couple of episodes, we do get the others. Yeah. But that first one, it was like, you wonder if the actresses were still just stinging a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) They were like, no, not coming back for fucking cameo. Oh my God. You can eat me. You. (laughs) And in that scene, they would have loved it. The producers would have loved to hear the 16 and 17 year olds say, eat me. Cause it would have just been more sexualization of these children. Um, and in that scene, I don't know how far you are. Into we, Margo scene. has just shown up with Molly. Okay. The girl, the, the girls yeah. are all behind the counter serving out the food. Yeah. And with no hair nets. No, of course not. Not one hair net. And all their hair is nope. all over that food. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> Margo, Walks in is like, well, fat it joke isn't... number four is coming. Fat number nine is coming up. It, it is coming up, yeah. 
Margot says, well, if it isn't the four stooges. Yeah. She, so she's, she's just bitchy yeah. to them. And, and con, it's condescending bitchy. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, you people have to work here. It's, yeah. it's condescending bitchy. So uh, Molly comes in and, well, God bless him. They were like, we have a lot of Mollies to choose from. <laughs> we gave, they, we, we had many of them. And let's see, let's, let's not have the ukulele. We're, we're going to leave that. Okay. Let's make this be feminist Molly. Ah. And she says, I can't believe you guys have to work here. It's like you're galley slaves. That's anti-woman. Yeah. So hang in there. So it was kind of like, you know, sisters in solidarity. Yeah. But uh, I'll take my eggs with cheese. Thank you. Um, but we get feminist Molly. It's like, okay, they're sticking with something. Bully for the writers. Um. And then Tootie says... Wait, there was another girl power line. Was it earlier when um, the chef says something to... Um, oh, says, the, he I says the, the girls belong in the... You're right, I missed that. Yeah, he says... The girls yeah, I always says, the, said that girls belong in the kitchen. Yeah, and Natalie gets to say, and I mean, we're serving male chauvinist pig. Yes. Or something. Good for Bravo, her. Natalie. Again, had <clears throat> Molly been there, that would have been her line. Girl power. <clears throat> girl power. Um... Now wear this Catholic schoolgirl costume. What? <laughs> so then we have, this is the other Tootie line. We talked about it. <laughs> Tootie says, it's always been a rough life for my people. Yeah. First Miss Jane Pittman and now me. Yeah. <laughs> a cafeteria worker. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Miss Jane Pittman is a fictional <laughs> character. She's not real. That's not Rosa Parks. That's not Harriet Tubman. So... Does that make it a really smart joke that an 11-year-old girl would think Jane Pittman was a real person? Um, like, first Jane Pittman, now me. It's like, you know, me saying, you know, first... Yeah. Well, I mean... First Batman, now me. You know, yeah. You know? I mean, I guess the idea is it's not that awful a reference. It's It's not so out of whack in that, I'll bet you it was NBC. <laughs> I will fucking bet you it was NBC. Was it a made-for-TV movie? It was a made-for-TV movie. I'm doing what I don't usually do. Um, I'm looking something up on the computer right now. I never typically do this. 1974 American television film, CBS. Uh, that's a shame. Oh, poop. I would have been so cleverly brilliant. <laughs> so then we come back to Margo. Now it's time to bust the tables, and Blair and Joe are trying to bust... And Margot is being a horrible human being again. And she's um, Margo. a waitress. She calls Joseph a waitress. And she's being really bad with waitre- with calling her mother, calling Joe a waitress. Uh, Molly says, lay off of her. She's like, oh, no, good help is hard to find. In fact, I'm throwing a party. Maybe you could... You could cater, not cater, but you could work it for me. And then she says, well, she's good at it because that's what her mother does. That's Mm. all her mother's ever been. Mm -hmm. It's real deep. Yeah, wow. And just as Joe is about to lunge at her and snap her neck, I think, Blair says, no, Joe, Mm -hmm. don't stoop to her level. This is the Eastland School where we have poise and class and dignity. And then what does she do? <laughs> Hits her in the face with a pie. So we've given Blair all of the, all of the vaudeville gags. Yeah. From unleashing the 
45 yeah. pictures. To <laughs> We've given her all the Gabon Bill gags. Yeah. But what they've done here is that we had in the jail cell, we had Joe defending Blair. Mm-hmm. And now we have Blair defending Joe, yep. even though they're at each other's throats. This is the frenemy relationship that we never got from Blair and Sue Ann Mm -hmm. that never quite read, never quite gelled. Mm -hmm. And it is so beautiful. They're working hard to bond those girls, which bonded us to them. Yes. You know, yeah, we watched in this one hour, we watched this, this group of girls become a cast of people. Yeah. And, it's just like watching the Golden Girls. It's like it is a joy. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, it is an. Absolute... How did we ever make it without Joe? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. So that scene ends, and then we go back up to the bedroom. Joe is packing her and... shit. Huh? Packing her shit. Packing her shit. Gay reference number no. Mm. Oh, you didn't. Oh, sorry. No, I, another. I misread that. What, what are you thinking, pervert? Uh, um, so, uh, team. I don't know where your brain is. <clears throat> so, someone said, I thought we were a team. I guess the girls, all the girls come back and say, What? Wait a minute. What are you doing? You no, it's a- just Blair and Natalie and Tin, Blair and Joe in this scene. And that. I feel like. Oh, you're right. You're right. They do come in later. You're yeah. right. It's just Blair and Joe. And she's like, What do you mean? I thought we were. And Blair says, I thought we were a team. Yeah. And she's like, no, we're not a team and I'm getting out of here. Because, you know, Blair defended her. But still, that stuff Margot said was pretty shitty awful. Yeah. And I wish we brought Margot back for Joe to like pummel and kick. and But we never see, I don't believe we ever see Margot again. Uh, then Mrs. Garrett comes in. Yeah. And to instill her wisdom. And Joe says, what do you care whether I stay or I go? You're not my mother. <laughs> And you can see the tears coming from little Nancy McKeon's Blair, face. Blair, uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Garrett goes into Charlotte Ray superpower mode. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it because yeah. this is her superpower, where she gets nurturing and says, um, "No, I'm not your mother, but you are a lot like your mother. She's not a quitter, and." She's supported you and worked her job and she's had a rough year with the divorce and all that. And she's working hard and something like, you know, she worked hard to get you to come here. And Nancy McKeon, God bless her. Well, Mrs. Garrett is talking. She gets the tears welled up, but they don't spill over yet. They're welling up. You can see her starting to break in. You can see her fighting it. Yeah. And then. This is not glycerin, kids. No, this is the real shit. And Mrs. Garrett, uh, in response to Mrs. Garrett, she says, well, maybe I'll stick around for my mother. Because I happen to think she's a really special lady. What a great line, too. And the tears at this point are spilling down her cheeks. And I wouldn't want to let her down. Yeah. Great line. And, yeah. (laughs) And then in comes Tootie and Natalie. Hey, guys, what's going on? Remember us? We're in the cast too. <laughs> this is the cast, everybody. We made the cut, and and then Blair... everybody who's still out employed, let's do it up in the <laughs> bedroom. Poor Molly's sitting on the side of the bed, just like mwah, mwah. <laughs> I'm getting scale. <laughs> but um, they come in and Blair 
a beautiful end of a sitcom joke. Well, there's good news and there's bad news. The bad news is Joe was going to leave. Yeah. But the good news is she's going to stay. Yeah. Or is that the bad news? And then she... um chokes her with her panties <laughs> like she wraps her panties around joe's neck before it goes to no, freeze frame no they're purple panties and she wraps them around joe's no. neck and it's almost they... like watching a basset hound smell <laughs> smell smelling a smelling a new chew toy <laughs> it's just awful the way that Stop. freeze frame happened literally go back and watch there's her joke somewhere it's, yeah it's like she's a magician she pulls panties out of her sleeve <laughs> and wraps them around joe's <laughs> neck like a it's, come on over here kind of it's in the deleted scenes <laughs> no it's on there she wraps something around her neck like she like there's like you know how you wrap a towel around oh. somebody's neck like as they're like, you're right. She does, and they're purple panties. And, and honestly, it's in the opening theme. The opening theme, yeah. that last part of the theme. Uh, well, what happens with the credits rolling? It's okay. The busy work is going to be unpacking her suitcase. Mm. So Mrs. Garrett pulls out something and puts it on her head. But yeah, Blair does take something and kind of jokingly put around her neck. To, uh-huh. I'm going to choke you, but and it's you know, panties. Yeah, but it's choking, hugging her. Yeah, warm, like warm, freshly off Blair's body <laughs> panties. When <laughs> they are. Oh, stop. You're yeah. a mess. Oh. Lesbian joke number 27. <laughs> and we are only into episode one. One, episode one. Two-parter. <laughs> technically two episodes. But holy shit. But fun we- fact. Uh, not, Is there anything more about the episode? Do we have, no, we're at the end of the episode. Do you have a fun fact? I do. Um, a funny reference. Sure. The 2001 reunion movie, which mm-hmm. was a Wonderful World of Disney production. Wonderful? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> well. Was it? Well, it was no. It was. I think it was the. the... It was no Apple Dumpling Gang, but come on. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? It was. Um, it was no the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. In 2001 reunion movie, um, there's a scene where um, Joe's daughter, Nancy McKeon wasn't in it. So yeah. Joe's daughter is sent weirdly in her place. Yeah, her husband just drops off their kid yeah. and leaves. Says, like, Hi, my wife told me about you people. I'm turning over care yet? of my child to you. <laughs> what, Pippa wasn't available? <laughs> um Cinnamon couldn't cinnamon. show up. Who the fuck was she? We know why George Clooney wasn't there. Where but... was Cinnamon? <laughs> Come on, Beverly Ann. Beverly. Ellen. Um, but anyways, she gets arrested, and Blair oh. and Tootie and Natalie, or Blair and Tootie, go to um where she was arrested, and they meet a uh, a police officer who turns around and goes, "Well, if it isn't the underage drinkers of blah blah blah," and she, they're like what and he goes it was a wednesday night in 1980 around nine o'clock are you shitting me i don't remember this yeah and he goes and he goes you were um arrested for underage drinking at the at um the chuggalog bar and it's just funny because this was on is a it... wednesday night at nine o'clock was when facts and was it the premiered. same actor no that it wasn't was the, the same guy... actor but it was just a funny reference like he remembered them it was a wednesday night in and a wednesday night in 1980 at nine o'clock wow <laughs> what the i thought fuck? that was pretty cute i love that what anyway fuck 
Matthew. I'm a wealth of useless knowledge. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. I'm so I love happy. that I get to be the premiere episode because, like, I, I'm just thinking um, I get to be here the first time we we see Edna's edibles. Yeah. And you get to be there when Edna's edibles burns down, down and she doesn't fucking <laughs> call anyone to tell them. But I don't get to be here when it becomes over our heads because that's not a premiere episode. Is it not? No. Thank you again for being here. Thank You're you for welcome. Thank you for coming to my house two weeks in a row. I know. Because that's totally what... That's what happened? My question. That's afterwards. We're gonna find out how you get to work. <laughs> this Jesus, you do this five days a week. I've done it twice in two weeks, and it's awful. <laughs> Driving this fucking far. And on that, I'd note, love to Matt- stay, but I've got to go back to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we're done. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. We can't. I can't top that. There you have it. Matthew Arder 2, Electric Boogaloo, ending on a lovely note of him giving me shit for not living closer to the theme parks. Whatever. Uh, One thing I forgot to point out during the show, and I meant to, uh, with the obsession uh, that we have about the clips that they use in the opening theme song, we talked more about it last week, Um, this episode made me realize there's a clip in the opening theme that is not the actual one used in the episode. It's the shot where Mrs. Garrett is going down the line, introducing the girls to the chef. It starts with her pinching Tootie's cheeks and ends with her at the other end of the line hugging Blair. This is clearly an alternate take. Because in the theme song, you can see Mindy Cohn is pursing her lips to keep herself from laughing. In the actual episode, she has a smirk on her face. She's fighting the laughter, but not fighting it as hard. I just wanted to point that out. These are the important things you listen to this show for. I think we all feel better now. Anyway, as always, Let's Face the Facts has been hosted, narrated, edited, produced, graphic designed, and upholstered by me, David Almeida. Subscribe, rate, and please review the show on iTunes with actual words, please, if you can. It does make a difference. Check out the show's website, facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's, and that's where you will find fun extras, ways to connect to me by email or social media, links to the show and your favorite podcatchers, and extra sound bites from the digital cutting room floor. Thank you so much for listening, and remember... The facts of life are all about you.